0: Welcome back, everyone to Ready Set Go Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliot. I'm excited today we have a gentleman that has been in the game since two thousand and nine, so basically thirteen years now and a family business. There's nothing more that I love about family. You know, we work hard in business to be able to support our family and build up just some leaders. So that this is a pretty awesome episode based over in Ohio, started off with Fortune Builders, actually has his own coaching program going on right now, REI Coaching. And what's really cool is this guy's doing everything. So, you know, started off with wholesaling and still doing that, of course, but trying to keep as many of these properties as possible, doing some flips, remodels, started his own in-house property management because as you guys know, over in Ohio, just like I'm familiar with, you know, the. Lack of quality in not all cases, but it is common in certain areas in Ohio, which sucks. So he had to start his own and doing some turnkey properties as well. So, really excited, Rick. What is up, man? How are you today?
1: Doing well, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. How are you? Good. I'm
0: good. First off, I got to say happy birthday. Today is your birthday. You're spending it with me and the rest of the viewers. So, I appreciate you. I'm greatly jumping on. So talk to us. Tell us, you know, that thirty thousand foot view of where you're from, what you're up to, and what you're doing. How you got started into real estate?
1: Got it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on at the Yes, today forty five today, man, forty five. Let's go. So the uh, where am I from? I'm from a small town in northwestern Ohio, right on the border of Michigan, called Toledo. It's known as the Glass City, right? Started real estate investing 2000. Well, I read my book, my first book. It was introduced by everybody knows the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? There's about 80% of the investors I speak to got started the same way. Yep. We're just a small family-owned business. Actually, I have a 27-year-old son that just uh, started full-time with us two weeks ago. And I have a sister that has been behind the scenes. Her name's Shelly. She's been the one, uh, the glue that keeps it all together. I've always been the visionary going out and make the messes on everything. And she kind of cleans it all up and keeps us right with the books and also our property management company. I'll talk more about that in a minute. And how I found real estate was a complete accident, right? So my background is construction. I've been an electrician since 1996. And as everybody knows, I hear a lot of people talking about what happened in 08. And through those times, we'd go to work every day and wonder if you had a job the next day work was very thin and I, uh, I was working at this job site, <clears throat> still coaching baseball for my son. And every time I had to leave really to go to a baseball game, the superintendent, the gentleman would always say, Rick, if you can't stay the full 12 hours, there's somebody else on the layoff list that'll come take your job tomorrow and be able to stay the whole 12 hours. Well, wow. Mind you, I, I was a, not a boss, but a foreman on that job. And it, it just, it tore me up. I felt a certain sort of way of control I'm sure a lot of uh, entrepreneurs have felt that way one way or one time or another. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do about it. So fast forward that story a little bit to, uh, we were literally in the brake trailer one day and there was a guy on the job, that just flipped houses on the side, just like a construction worker, just flipped houses. And I would ask him every day, how you flip, man? He was making some substantial cash, man, on the side. And uh, I'm like, how do you do that? How do you do that? I'm an electrician too, why can't I flip houses, right? Yeah. And he didn't know how to tell me. He didn't know how to tell me how to do it or how he got started, but what he did do, was he asked me, he pulled me aside and he said, Hey, meet me. There's a hot dog joint. He said, meet me at the hot dog joint and we'll talk. And what he did was he gave me the book called rich dad, poor dad. Nice. Uh, that was the beginning of my, what I call personal development journey. And that was in uh, late 2009. And uh, that book single-handedly changed the trajectory of my tire, my life and my entire family's life. Cause it, it changed, just changed my thinking. Right. So, That's where it all started. Yeah.
0: I love it. So, I mean, what did 2009 look like afterwards
1: for you? What did that first property look like? First property. Okay. So first property, we had no idea, no rhyme or reason what we were doing. Yeah. All we knew about was the book said to do this, this, and this. Sure. So we took information that we learned from the book. My partner and I, who we went and put equity lines on our houses. That's the only place we knew how to find money. We didn't know anything about money, yep. but we knew we had we had houses. So we went and put equity lines on our houses and we went and found this house right across the Michigan line, right up here from a mile away from our houses, right across the line in Michigan. And it was $45,000. It was a little rancher. We didn't know anything about anything, but we bought this house right with our own cash. How did your wife feel about that? Well, my girlfriend at the time, she, she didn't, nobody knew nothing about nothing. I don't even know how I felt about it. We just had this bright idea. We didn't care. My buddy's wife, she supported it. We just had okay. this, this. It was just a hail mary dream. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. I'm sorry, what the heck we were doing? We just went and bought this house with an equity line, and yeah. they were they were very they were very supportive. Yeah, they're very supportive. So then you guys got
0: the capital. You guys found this property, and you guys both went 50-50 on it. Yep,
1: yep. We okay. used what we had. I had a certain. I don't remember the exact amounts. I had a certain amount. He had a nicer house than me. He had more. We just threw it in and we flipped this house like pure construction workers. It was a it was a mess.
0: <laughs> and the strategy was a flip. There's a the fix. Strategy
1: and flip? was a flip. Yeah. Okay. Strategy was a fix. and Flip. We didn't know anything about strategies back then. We just yeah. know that this book said that you could buy a house, fix it up, and sell it for more money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how it went down.
0: So how did the numbers look at the end? Did everything work out? Or okay. Was some learning so curves?
1: that that story, there was definitely some learning curve. You ever seen an electrician try to do drywall? Right. So it was uh, it was a it was a mess. So you guys Um, were
0: doing this yourself. You weren't hiring out any subs or anything. We were
1: trying, but at that time, at that time we were very small minded. We didn't know. And then if if your audience can get take this nugget right here, this 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 will change the game for everybody. We thought that using the cheapest, anybody with a heartbeat to come do our jobs for us, we were gonna win. So we're we're job site guys, right? So we were hiring anybody off the job sites, come over on the side, come over on Saturday, come over whatever you can yeah. and do it. And it just cost us 10 times more money. Of course, yeah. And what we did was, this is how I got an education on why I became licensed. We put it on the market after we were all done. And again, we didn't know anything about numbers. We just knew that we were gonna buy it. It was 45,000 bucks. We were gonna buy it for 45,000 bucks. We had no idea how much we were gonna put into it. We didn't know anything about construction costs, but we knew we could sell it for about 129, right? Okay. That's all we knew. We didn't know the in-between. Yeah, so we uh, we put it on the market after we were all done, and we got an offer for ten or twelve thousand under this price that day. At that time, we would have still net. I think it was about thirty-five to forty grand. Well, then there's a caveat. My agent again. We never. I didn't know anything about working with agents. My agent said, "Don't come down that much on your first day. That's too much to come down on your first day. Let's let it ride." So we let it ride. All right, and that thing sat on the market for six months, and we ended up selling it for ninety-nine thousand dollars. Uh your so loss. the key takeaway for that was your first money is usually your best money. Take it and run, right? right. Go do the next deal, absolutely. 100 percent
0: yeah, and, and follow your gut sometimes and not you know the guidance that you're getting from people make sure that it's official, right They've been there, yes. they've done it. you know, if they haven't been on the flip side as an investor, then you know, their expertise on this other yeah. stuff, who knows. Nine um,
1: times out of 10, realtors want to want to push and hold for every squeeze out, every ounce that they can get out of it to benefit them. Sure. Not to benefit you, right?
0: Yeah, that's good. Okay. So that one, did you guys net some income on that?
1: Yeah, we made a couple bucks, but I bet you we didn't split 10 grand yeah. by the time yeah. it was all said and done. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah.
0: But a great learning curve, right? It, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a total loss. It was time evolved and a ton of learning curves, which you still came out on top, which is amazing to be able to... Yeah learn from that to not make those mistakes again in the future.
1: Well, yeah, because at at the time of being a a W-2 guy, you know, throw an extra five grand in your pocket. It was was rewarding. That's cool. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: You know, uh, I think the huge learning curve right there, too, is just because they have a heartbeat, you know, not to have them uh, at the job site. And I'm sure you've seen this in your own practice, being a professional licensed electrician. Like, I'm sure you've gone to other sites that you're like, somebody else touched it, played around with it that wasn't and made a mess and you're like what the hell did they do here
1: you're always going to get what you pay for and one thing that we learned over time is network with the other investors doing multiple deals in your market sure and get you, you create like a little uh like a little like a little union almost right yep. it gets to like in our in our market there's a handful of us we pass contractors back and forth all the time right yep. you're helping the contractor you're helping each other it just works better that way
0: yeah and you know what you're going to get like you you know right? you're going to get quality you know you're going to get just the you know, the time, the money, all these different resources that, that they bring the quality for. So yeah. talk to me. Obviously, there's some good learning curves there. How far later down the road did you get your next property? Did you wait some we, time because that was a big learning curve or what?
1: No, I have a personality of myself. and So did Kevin, where we were already shoot aim type people. Yeah. Yeah. So we just jumped. We got our money back. We, 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 once we paid off our equity, we had to pay off our equity lines first, right? We made sure, sure we did that. And then we just went and did the same thing. Yeah. Again, there was no rhyme or reasons back then we were trying to rehab off of what we liked and that's a that's a big thing that I see now with a lot of investors they they put in it what they like. Yeah. Right? So for the first oh heck, I don't think I hired my first coach until 2015 or 16 somewhere in there. So we did it on our own with no rhyme or reason just like pure construction workers for yeah. probably five five or six years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: that was my yeah. next question. Like, when did you actually say enough is enough? I need to learn from somebody else that's already been there and done it.
1: Yep. So, that's an easy story we can help people with too. We had money stolen from us. And finally, after all this time of just trying to drag it across the finish line, right? We had given some money to a contractor that had been working for us for a lot of years, and he took our money and then disappeared. The money was for cabinets, countertops, all the stuff. You know, at that time, I wasn't educated on not giving money up front. Right? Yep. We were always give we were always giving money up front. Fortunately, we only got stolen from one time. And what happened was right when that happened, I was bummed. I was frustrated. And I ended up at a networking event with another investor, which is down in Columbus, which was killing the game. And he asked me if I heard about this coaching program. And I didn't know anything about coaching. I didn't know what real estate coaching was. I just knew yeah. the book Rich Dad, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right. Yeah. So I looked into what a real estate coach was, and right away I saw the success this guy was having. And I knew that as an electrician, I was an apprentice for seven years. That maybe I need to join this residential real estate investing apprenticeship and learn it. what the what the heck I'm doing. And that took us from zero to a hundred right now. Right? Yeah, I love yep. it. So, what does the portfolio look like right now? Right now, our consistent business is about five to six flips at a time. We have a team of real estate agents that do our retail stuff. Yeah. So I'll tell you the whole business model with you. Is that cool? Yeah, please. Okay. So we run consistent marketing, our marketing strategies, our text messaging, cold calling and direct mail, as well as a little bit of social media. stuff. Uh, we're constantly driving at, driving leads. Our exits are, we have a team of agents that we refer leads out to for deals. We can't buy. We buy and hold. We're at about, I think we're at uh, just over 20 buy and holds right now. Yep. We focus on keeping five to seven flips going at a time at all times. And then once we get up to that, we decide on every lead that comes through if we can monetize it, bring the most money, the simplest. We'll do that. So sometimes we'll wholesale. I think last year we flipped more, a lot more than we wholesale, but we'll probably try to wholesale off, I don't know, 10 a year if that if that's if that's the case. But more normally we go for the higher returns on the flips.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So starting off with your marketing channel of wholesaling, that really opens up a lot of different avenues for you right It yes. gives you more yes. opportunity to get more spread there and have options which is great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Plus it allows you to be flexible on a changing market. Yeah. Right? Cuz a lot of the times in in our market, you know Toledo is the third most affordable city in the country, right? So there's a lot of people that come from all over the world to invest here. Yeah. And it's just, things are very cheap and a lot of times there's not there hasn't been anything on the MLS for a long time. So we've built relationships with a handful of flippers here in town. And it's kind of a win-win, right? If we can make a couple couple bucks on the wholesale deal, and it's not an asset that we want to keep, sure. we'll wholesale it off. But the the end goal, ultimately, for us now, especially going through the change in the market, is we're trying to stack and keep as many properties as possible.
0: I like that. So, yeah. talk to me about last year. You know, when the market did start changing and correcting, did that catch you guys off guard, or
1: it any did? Setbacks? One day, <clears throat> yeah. Well it uh it lowered profits on a couple of deals um okay. when when the when the market we had a couple of decent sized flips going on right now or at that time i think it was mid to late summer and it took our profits we had our we had our biggest one we were ever going to do we were going to net probably 100 grand on it yeah and their interest rates went from like three and a half to seven like boom right now yeah so in our market that takes the buyer pool the people that were buying Four hundred thousand dollar houses are now brought back down into the two seventy five to three hundred thousand dollar price range. Well, the yep. houses we were working on were a little more expensive, so what we did, we immediately we saw this coming, so we just cut our losses. We dropped the prices on the list price of our houses. We still made a decent profit, just not the full hundred. And we just got out of the bigger deals, and we immediately, yep. we immediately went back into the first time home buyer price points, and we're staying there right now, just as things go through the whatever they're going through.
0: Okay, <laughs> so th- so that's the position right now. What type of price point are you staying at So for first we found time home
1: buyers? Here right around under 250 to 275 and down is a pretty comfortable price point. And we've noticed too, what we've seen, so the, everybody's talking about this big crash and there's not gonna be, this is just my humble opinion, there's not like, gonna be a crash, yeah. there's not gonna be a crash. Yeah. There's no, inventory is so low, but what is happening is people that were not able to participate in deals over the past three years, as far as FHA buyers, VA yeah. buyers, things like that, They're coming out of the woodwork now because they're able to participate in deals again. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just gonna change. They couldn't compete with the conventional and cash offers over the past three years. Sure. But now these FHA buyers are able to buy again. So I don't really see a big crash that everybody keeps talking about.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay. So talk to me about lead generation, because I think that's a big spot that a lot of people kind of get hung up on in the beginning of first getting started into real estate. And it sounds like you guys have a good system in place. I also read in your bio that you have systems and financial constraints each deal on how you actually move forward on and structure each deal. So kind of just curious to
1: to open up your mind on that. You got it. I'll start off with the marketing first. Yeah. So it kind of has evolved, right? The past year, year and a half, we've seen the text messaging really kicking butt. You know, we track We track all of our KPIs, That the, we, we track all of our numbers daily. And this is all very efficient. And the reason I share this is I want everybody to understand you don't need these big teams of 50 people to have a successful business. Yeah, We operate our entire business with one cold caller that actually spends, she has, we bought her two screens. She does text messaging and she does cold calling from 1 p.m. Eastern until 7 p.m. Eastern. That one individual, right? And we have one real estate agent that calls for retail deals for two hours a day. Other than that, everything is so, so we have one person handles the lead generation of the text messaging and the cold calling. She's awesome. And then we also run a one big direct mail campaign for the first five months of the year from January one through May. We just run a huge direct mail campaign, just simple postcards. And then we see where we're at once we get into April on the responses on those. But to date, text messaging by far has been the best results over the past at least year and a half two years
0: yeah it depends on like which market and so forth but i've been hearing mm-hmm. that exact same thing the last year year and a half and it's powerful i mean some of the downsides of texts you know I, i've been hearing some litigation of certain things or or some really savvy people that are you know as you're texting out the blast or whatever they come back and they try getting you in court so yeah. What does that look like? Have you had any run-ins with that? Anything that you're not, doing to protect?
1: Knock on wood, our platform that we use, we use we use Lead Sherpa, right? Okay. We we've been using Lead Sherpa for years. And uh, they stay pretty well ahead of the game. We don't do blasts. I mean, everything's an individual text. Yep. So the, the key to all this is, is making sure you're partnering up with the right vendors. And that's not a I don't that's not a plug or whatever. Yeah. Just make sure you're partnering up with the right vendors that are prepared for the constant change and what's going on. And text messaging is one of them. So yes, you can get companies that'll send out big bundles and blasts and all. I'm never not familiar with that, but I'm too old to be getting myself in some sort of a, a court case for doing something illegal. Yeah. So when you can hire a VA for four bucks an hour to sit there and rip off 1200 texts, it doesn't take that long, right? Sure. And now her, jo- her job is spent throughout the next five hours of her shift just replying to texts and sending over leads on autopilot.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I don't expect you to have uh, KPIs like right in front of you or ready on this, but I'm just curious. Roughly, what does that process look like? Once you guys get your leads from Lead Sherpa, then you toss it over to the VA to kind of clean and scrub, put things together. Yep.
1: So there's a process. We have a follow up campaign or not follow up campaigns. We have a process of a conversation she'll go through. That's all automated. If they respond with any sort of interest, there's certain questions she'll ask. And immediately as they say, they get a yes, she then responds that my manager will be contacting you. And it comes over to my. myself or my son. The job of the VA isn't to scrub it or filter it. The, the, the job for the VA is just to get a yes. Yeah, And then we'll take it. It's, it's a lot better with someone who's trained on the phone and can have a, a normal conversation with someone that's in need rather than having a VA do it over text. Yep, that's good. But to, to answer your question, we shoot to have three to five leads per marketing strategy per day. So we try to have three to five leads per day for cold calling and the text messaging.
0: Three to five leads per day. And then yep. what is the average like close rate on those?
1: Well, last month, January was a pretty good month. I think we closed or we've got a lot we still got one more close next week. I think we did uh, we did four listings and six contracts to buy. Mm-hmm few of those, we've closed. Two more, we're going to close over the next two weeks. I love so it. So that'd, that'd be a total of 10 monetized deals over in January.
0: Okay. So part of the team is you know having realtors within... Yeah. Do you guys have a brokerage?
1: No, we're all licensed. We're licensed, but we don't own a brokerage.
0: Okay. So you guys are licensed. So then you'll just... You'll retail it yourself?
1: Yep. Nope. We refer it out. So we have a whole... We built out a retail system to where a lead comes through. They're on the phone with my son and I, or they just want too much money and they just can't fit. Yeah. We just position it and say, hey, listen, unfortunately, this doesn't work for our process. Yep. But I do I have an agent on my team that can get you top dollar. Is that a conversation you'd like to have? And if they, yeah. they say yes, I just make the commission the connection. It's already teed up for the agent and then we split the commission 50-50. I love it. That's awesome. That's yep. great.
0: Yeah, that, that's very powerful. So over the years, have you always just gone with this marketing channel? Or have Older you added year, things sort of. on yep. as you kind of have gone?
1: When we first got started, again, that's back when the market was really crazy back in yeah. the day, and you can you can go to auctions, you can go on the MLS and get all that stuff. I really didn't know personally, and and then it just became a lot of driving for dollars back then. Yep. This was, I didn't learn about the quote unquote marketing strategies until we hired a coach, right? Sure. The, the direct mail, we used to do a lot of our, uh, um, we used to write our own. I mean, it was it was like whatever somebody told us, we'd do. Yeah. So so our first part part to really scale at that time we didn't even know it was called scaling was we made some money and another investor had always told me take a third of what you make and dump it into marketing. I don't remember where I got that but this, this that's not what we teach now but we did we took a third of what we made and I got on yellowletters.com. Yep and we just and we just started doing yellow letters right and then we started doing some deals started doing some deals I think we did that for a couple years. And then once I hired a coach we learned about is when I when we learned about first it was we learned about cold calling first and the automation of cold calling uh, at that time we used what was called Mojo dialer yeah right and I was and I was doing it all yep and then we learned about outsourcing it to a VA so that that became our system of learning how to train a VA yeah and I'm uh, having heard and she's been with us for four years love um, it. yeah she's been with us for for a very long time then I learned about the text messaging during COVID so during COVID, I was like, gosh, I started, I just, we're locked in our houses and nobody could talk. Everything went away. And I was just on every real estate platform, anything I could find, just seeing what people were doing to adjust. Yeah. Well, what we learned was people got so st- nobody wanted to be around each other. People weren't talking. Personalities were very different. So I was watching these other investors and their text messaging marketing was just skyrocketing. I mean, I said, man, I got to figure this out. Yeah. So we we researched and I talked to some people people. We found Lead Sherpa, and that was back in 2020. We've been with them ever since.
0: Love it. Talk to me yeah. about the VA for a second. It's a woman. You said, yeah, yep, Christine. Okay. Yep. And then, so how did you find her? Where's she from? And and what does the pay structure look?
1: Yep. So we found her. One of my mentors told me to go on Fiverr. He told me three resources: up uh, to Upwork, Fiverr. Yep and online jobs that ph was the three that i was educated on nice so i went on every one of them (laughs) yeah yeah. and there was a lot when you're when you're hiring a va number one you need to be taught how to hire a va and how to train a va and understand what it's like to work with somebody for ours is from the philippines yeah understand what it's like to work with these people because they're the most loyal people you're ever going to have if you train them right they'll stay with you forever we happened to find christine on fiverr at that time i didn't know how to train her I'm, I'm working with every real estate investor in the world to try to learn how to train a va yeah and we just went after it we just did it but i will say that that is what really took our business to the next level because it allowed me to fire myself from a whole bunch of stuff sure
0: so payment structure is it just hourly or do you yep, have just permission we set pay up? Our,
1: we pay yep we pay hourly and i pay a hundred dollars a deal for everything everything closed, no matter what it is whether it's a listing Excuse me, wholesale deal or, or any, anything that comes across our board, she gets paid a hundred bucks a deal. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And just, yeah. just to let your audience know that $100 a deal to them, thousands to us.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I think to create such a loyal, and you don't want to do the turnovers a lot, you don't want that nonsense and, and retraining and everything else. So it's important to build that culture, right? And get them right. excited about work and to be able to do the deal. So, that's awesome. I-, I love the system in place right now. What does the future look like for you guys? Like what are you guys trying to really run with in the near we're, future?
1: We're positioning ourselves right, right now. It's it's literally like a weekly, a weekly we have a weekly meetup with our team and we make plans for the next week because everything's changing so drastically in our market. We're no, we're noticing right now that the financial challenges in the country are increasing with with the way things are. We're noticing that the foreclosures and pre-foreclosures are really starting to increase. And, and the way that you can track that in your local market is always watch your sheriff sales and always watch if you have auction here, here auctions are real big you can watch your auction companies and watch how busy they're getting. Yeah. You can kind of gauge, you can kind of gauge what's going on in the market if you're not doing the marketing yourself. Right? So <laughs> our goal is to stay consistent with the rehabs and stack as many rental properties as possible.
0: Yeah, that's good. I love it. What would you say for somebody that's just getting started in real estate? Like, What type of advice would you give them that you think would just help out the most?
1: Stay off the internet. Stay Um, off the internet. That's good. A lot of distractions. A lot of distractions. Here's what I would say looking back. I just put a post out about this yesterday. Number one, don't compare yourself to other people because when you first get started, you get caught up. Everybody gets excited. The the, the excitement, you, you go to your first event, you're all fired up. You know, dopamine is running wild and you get excited and you start watching what everybody else is doing. And you start seeing this person saying they're flipping 50 houses a month. This guy's doing 100, whatever. And you start feeling feeling down about yourself because you haven't done that yet. First of mm-hmm. all, 99.9 of what you see on the internet is not happening, sure. right? And if you, if you focus on what you're doing today to improve tomorrow, the rest will fall in line because you can't compare your journey to somebody else's. The only thing separating you from you and this other person that you might be sizing yourself up to is just it's just time and actions taken that's all that's all it is right and i would say find somebody that is doing what you want to do or has been where you want to be and find a way to learn from them right and make sure your your core values line up and all that stuff but don't get caught up it's really easy to get online and go from this guy's youtube channel to this guy's youtube channel and all this stuff and pretty soon you're just like yeah you you don't take any action so find somebody that you can either find a way to work with them or find a way to learn from them and stick with that. And then yeah. when you outgrow that relationship, things change, that season's over with, then find somebody else. But it's really easy to get caught up chasing shiny objects. Don't yeah,
0: that. that's so good. I I used to put people on a pedestal in the past as well and compare in that aspect. And, and it's it's not right in so many different ways, right? It's It's not right. worth it. And... Everybody has. I think what's most important here is like focus on your goals. Like, what's going to make you happy? Truly, you know, right. it, it could be just getting a couple doors. It could be just getting a, an extra five, ten k a month in passive income. That could be life changing for a majority of Americans, right? Yes. So, you know, for anybody. So it really just comes down to figuring out what your goals are, what you're happy with, and then and aiming for that, and then shooting above. And once you hit that goal, go to the next one, right? Right. But but just like you said, it comes down to time and experience. And overall, you'll be right where these other guys are. So I it love that. It with,
1: all starts with one deal. I sat down with the gentleman this morning. It's helping me move faster in building our portfolio. Yeah, And I think he's got, I don't know, 200 doors or something. And uh, he was giving me some tips and he said, but keep in mind, you're doing the right thing. It all started with just one. Yeah. Right? So then, then just repeat that and then repeat it again and repeat it again. And before you know it, you look back and you're 45 years old and started flipping houses 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, I love it. (laughs) That's so good. Well, Rick, I appreciate you so much jumping on today. You're a boss and really excited to get your story out there. And it's your birthday. So happy birthday again. Thanks. You just spent an hour with us and pouring into all the listeners. So anything that we could do to be able to pour back into you?
1: Brother, that's the, all I'm trying to do is get the word out and help people grow through real estate. We do work with individual real estate investors. I do coach uh, people that want to get started. Uh, we're very, I don't want to say picky, but we're very selective sure. on, on who, we, who we work with. Everybody involved in our with our team are all type A action takers, yep. but we help people to get to where they want to get to. Our, our, our model with coaching is uh, our instruction plus your action equals your education, right? Yeah. So if anybody's curious, something like that, feel free to Reach out.
0: Love it. And then how can people get a hold of you?
1: Instagram, Rick Howell, REI. We're also on Facebook at Rick Howell, REI. And what's not Snapchat? Help me out, brother. Uh, the one where everybody did TikTok. 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 TikTok okay. TikTok. Yes. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. We're getting hip to TikTok. So we're all over social media and we put cool. free content out every day that people yeah. can use, whether you contact us or not.
0: Cool. I love it, man. Well, I appreciate it greatly and excited to have you back on in the future and see you know what you guys have accomplished in, in the meantime. But you have a blessed birthday, man. I appreciate it. Guys, if you want to, obviously, you should definitely reach out to Rick. He's a wealth of knowledge, so much experience. And if you are lacking in certain little things to be able to help get you to your goals, uh, I do encourage you. If you are truly ready and and ready to take action and push forward and you just need some you need some bullet points here, you need some help to get past the line, then reach out to Rick. And then if you guys want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram, it's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, it's facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And then if you're really looking to get educated on credit, how we've been able to purchase properties with credit, Instead of getting screwed over with contractors, we're paying with credit, so we're always protected. There's ways that we can show you how to get up to, if you're a business owner, get up to $500,000 at 0% interest every six months. So if you're interested in that, travel hacking, fixing credit, building business credit and personal then you can reach out and check out www.creditcounselelite.com. That's creditcounselelite.com. We have a 10-minute video on there to be able to really break down the possibilities for you. And then feel free to book a call with me or anyone on my team. But if you haven't already done so, hit that subscribe button so you get the newest notification every single Monday when the new episode drops for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, leave that five-star review greatly. Appreciate all the love and support lately. You guys are amazing. And tag somebody in this that needs to see it, share it out, and we'll see you on the next episode. Rick, you're amazing. Happy birthday, brother. We'll see you next time. You got it, have a good day. God bless, guys.
1: This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.